There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! Good evening, everyone. Celtic's Rio Hatati has been named Player of the Month in February. Maybe no surprise there. What do you think? Ansh Postacoglu says he's come to a level and there's another couple of levels to reach in the coming months and maybe years at Celtic. At Rangers, Michael Bale, there's no new contracts at the moment for any of the players. That includes Morellas and Kent. As we hear that Tom Lawrence is out for the rest of the season, won't be back until late pre-season and Kemar Roof will take no further part in this campaign. His season is over as well. What are you thinking? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 as we go into the weekend and there's some big games coming up. There was so much talk after the cup final last weekend. That's gone now. First trophy is back in the East End and the title race, well, nine points in it, 10 if you count the goal difference. But what's going to happen tomorrow? Rangers looking to narrow it to six points against Kilmarnock. Hearts are playing St. Johnson. We had uh, Lon Shanklin with us in that chair last night Craig Moore yeah. where you are tonight it was good to hear him and uh, tomorrow he will lead Hearts against St Johnson Livy up against Hibs bad news for Hibs Aidan McGeady is out for the rest of the season and Mark that's a, that's a blow for them yeah yeah really good player yeah, very creative great experience and uh, there's no doubt that uh, that, that is a blow uh, for Hibernian. Ross County against really, uh, really <laughs> rejuvenated. I wish I hadn't said that one, Motherwell. And uh, Dundee United against Aberdeen. What's the latest news? Who's the latest manager? Can you believe it? Jack Ross started the season there. He's long gone. Then it was Liam Fox. And now Jim Goodwin is in the dugout tomorrow at Dundee United you couldn't make it up could you up well, against his, his old team up against his old team so yeah look football uh, full of surprises yeah. um, you know but congratulations to Jim Goodwin on the Goodwin on the opportunity he gets back into it I'm sure he'll be uh, excited by the challenge that's, uh, that lies ahead and then Sunday 12 o'clock St Mirren against Celtic the only team to inflict damage or defeat on Celtic in the league this year what are you thinking for this weekend 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 and congratulations something we said last night Chris Doolin is confirmed yeah. as the manager of Partick Thistle Mark yeah yeah a young uh, manager young coach really just cutting his teeth in the game so listen very very big shoes to fill uh, in terms of Ian McCall's uh, departure but he's had a more than decent start as Thistle boss and they're still in the hunt for the playoffs yep they're playing Wraith Rovers tomorrow at 3 Queen's Park the leaders against Morton Cove Rangers Dundee Ayr against Inverness and tonight Hamilton Ackies against Arbroath both, yep. relegation battle you'd have thought that'd be near the top Arbroath led this time last year so so much to hear this evening so Ange Postacoglu he's been quiet since the win at the weekend we heard from him on Sunday uh, and then on Monday, afterwards, he's been quiet, back in training with the team and getting ready for tomorrow. But he was also speaking about the man who's uh, well, one of the many successes there, Rayo Hatati. No, it's fair to say, he, since he came in last year in, in January, you know, he made an impact straight away. But um, there was no doubt that that first six months was going to be tough for him coming off a, a J-League season. But you know, this year, after um, 
a good pre-season for him. He's, he's been really strong all year and he's obviously found another level, I think, since probably the World Cup break and um, you know, my belief there's another couple of levels in him at least and, uh, you know, knowing Rayo, um, you know, his mindset, he'll, he'll definitely get there. As an ex-Rangers star and mm. legend, does that put a shiver down your spine that you hear that this guy's going to get even better. Well, and you've got to certainly uh, believe exactly what Ange is saying there because I think he said it a few months ago in regards to there was more to come from from Rayo Hatati. So um, he's been proven correct with that. He's gone on to um, again at the, the next level and, and continually improves and a great passer of the ball, very intelligent, uh, gives Celtic a lot of options in the middle of the park and to hear that potentially there's, there's a few more gears uh, left in him uh, still, Mark. I mean, that's, that's quite a... Yeah. It's quite a big statement, but like I said, you've got to back what Andrew said because he's been proven right in terms of his development since he's he's come to the country. Yeah, I think he's an outstanding uh, midfielder. Um, I thought, you know, at the start of the season, Matt O'Reilly would emerge as Celtic's sort of biggest asset in terms of transfer uh, market value. But I'd have to say now, I think it's uh, Hitati by a distance. You know, Hitati for me, is heading towards major figures, you know, right up there towards what, what Kieran Tierney was sold for. Uh, three, four years ago. I think Hitati moving into that bracket, particularly mm. if he uh, has a real solid uh, Champions League uh, programme between um, September and uh, December next season. Hitati will be, and it might be this summer, but I think he'll be around, but Celtic will sell him for massive, massive money. And would it work for him, do you think, in, let's say, the, the Premier League in England, Mark? Just the, the size yeah. of him is completely different from what the, the normal attacking yeah. midfielder would be in England. Yeah, I spoke to a couple of um, ex-Celtic players experienced ones that were at the game on Sunday that, that know their way about uh, the business and, and know how players need to, to operate to make that step up to a bigger league and they said you know just with that wee, wee bit more um, control when he's playing or just you know, that, 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 that energy that natural enthusiasm just if that's just curtailed a wee bit when he goes to a bigger or if he goes to a bigger mm-hmm. and be, better league with the greatest of respect to the domestic yeah. game here yeah. if he just makes those one or two wee adjustments which he will do yeah, yeah. Um, then I think people say that he could play a club you know in, in the top half of the English uh, Premier League within the next year or so no problem and I think also uh, again we do get sometimes a little bit um, caught up on UK 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 mm-hmm. but you look at the likes of you know the Bundesliga um, you know they, they spend still decent money on, on top top quality could go in and play in the Bundesliga no problem whatsoever um, because it's just a player that has the ability to control a game. He's a really intelligent passer of the ball and he's able to make things kind of happen and, and get his team yeah. further up the park. Mm-hmm. Italy, I mean, yeah. you look at the, the young Scottish boys that have managed to go across yeah. and make a name for themselves. So does it? Does the league translate? Of course it does. Uh, I think there, there will be more options out there than just the English clubs. I think as well that the, the thing for Japanese players, like we all know they are absolutely dedicated to the profession. And so if they think that, I'm not saying that Celtics try to sell them, I don't mean that at all, but in terms of how Japanese players are viewed, again, by the bigger leagues, um, you look at example, and I don't know his name off the top of my head, I'll look it up, the, the Japanese boy at Brighton, yep. who's excelling, he's absolutely sensational for them. So that enhances the overall Japanese reputation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So therefore, like a Hitati, they know they're dedicated, they're low maintenance, they don't give you an ounce of trouble off the park, etc., etc., etc. So you know you're buying a player the nationality that just works hard and has operated at a very very high level and among some very good players uh, in the Scottish game technically very very good I think also Arsenal mm. brought you know maybe yeah, the, the right, right fullback yep. uh, also so again look Japanese players it's Matoma isn't it um, the, the Japanese players produce quality 
They produce players that are very, very comfortable on the ball. Yeah. Um, not necessarily the big physical type, yeah. but the way the game is nowadays, it's about can you cover the grass yeah. uh, and do you have a, an intelligence um, and are you comfortable with the ball? And they have all of those qualities. Let's get the Celtic updates. 48 hours, of course, before the game or thereabouts. Sunday at 12 o'clock. Here's Ange on the squad update. Everyone's good. No issues from the weekend and uh, everyone uh, fit and available, uh, apart from... Um, Benji Segrist, but we expect him to join full training on Monday. But everyone else is uh, ready to go. No problems there for Celtic. It's been quite a bit of narrative this week, Craig. We've not seen you yep. since the cup final. Well, um, Celtic find themselves in a wonderful space, don't they? Yeah. You know, you're just talking yep. about obviously the back of the success of the cup final. Um, look, there was a there was a real belief from Celtic. I, I felt on on Sunday. Um, we speak about Kyogo a lot. Um, okay, he wasn't, let's say, involved in. The, the whole of the match, but the big moments, getting himself between the sticks, tapping things in. Like for me, just th those kind of qualities. Um, Celtic on the day were uh, well-deserved um, winners and uh, it was a, a tough day for, for Rangers, but I think a, a sobering day in regards to uh, the supporters and, and also from recent comments for, for Michael Beale in the, the work uh, which is required to, to try and make improvements um, and let's be honest, they'll need to be significant improvements because at the moment Celtic just seem to be um, quite a distance away at this moment in time. And what do you sense with the Rangers fans? They're now unhappy, very well, unhappy. Look, look, look Rangers, yeah. uh, Rangers yeah. supporters, obviously, they, they, they love their team um, yeah. and patience now is probably something that, that is required and I'm not sure how... Uh, how great uh, Rangers supporters can be with the patience. So and Michael Bill said that. You know, yeah, in Glasgow. No, no, yeah. you're, you're right. And look, it's it's for, for Michael, it's a real it's a real big test, isn't it, between now and the end of the season? Because first trophy's obviously gone now um, to Celtic. Um, the league, look, the league now. I, I can fairly say that um, there's Celtic's title. Um, there's there's going to be no change in, in in that happening. And then you've got the, the 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 Scottish Cup, Mark. So you know, if if Rangers don't at least get to that stage, then, you know, you, you kind of limp through the back end of a season. Um, that will be really, really tough for the supporters to take. I think it's a... Look, there's two things to this for me. I, I, I like that phrase. I think it's spot on that Craig's just used there in terms of Sunday for the Rangers manager and the Rangers support. It was a sobering 90 minutes. Yeah. I think that's very true. And you read Michael Beale's comments, you listen to him in the past couple of days, he gets that. Yeah. If it was ever in any doubt, he absolutely gets it. Um now, but you've got to give the manager a window, the board, whatever way they've got to do it, but they don't, you can't put the club in any danger. But all you do, you've got to give them as, as much as you can to go and improve the team. Because I think over 38 games, I think Celtic are a big, big distance ahead of Rangers. And they've got a very settled squad. Celtic might make a couple of changes during the summer, but I don't think it'll be anything major unless they, mm -hmm. they lose a couple of major players that go for big money. But with Rangers, there's there's major surgery required. You know, Michael Beale talks about three or four proper first team ready players. Yeah, that's good. They're very difficult to come by, and they don't come cheaply. So you get that. Um, but in a, in a short term thing for Michael Beale, Paul has always said, you don't win the Scottish Cup right away. You're behind yeah. the achievement of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, who won the Scottish Cup. So it's Rangers' trophy to retain, and they beat Celtic on the way to retaining that trophy yep. and dismantled Hearts in the final. Three months later, Giovanni Van Brockhorst navigated his way through very difficult Champions League qualifiers to get that 
30 or 40 million yeah. whatever the magic number is so again that's one that Michael Beale will have to navigate in the most difficult of circumstances during July and August as well as getting off to a flyer in the league mm. when Celtic are just playing week to week as, as, as worked very well for, for Celtic so he's got a hell of a five or six months um, ahead of him and I don't think patience is um, I don't think there's a lot of patience there with the Rangers yeah, supporters yeah. but there's got to be a, a reality check as well you can't just keep going changing managers yeah. you can't just do it. we've lost to Celtic boom that's the manager yeah, yeah. we've lost to Celtic we need six new players there needs to be a, a plan there needs to be cohesion there needs to be a way forward that Rangers see as a football club mm. and stick to it you can't let one defeat dictate what sure. you want to do in the yeah. next three but, years but it, has to, but it has to be a different way Mark Yeah, right. because um, we're having the same conversations that we were having um, last season in regards to um, Rangers need to, to not only freshen up but they need to improve their starting 11 that didn't happen that didn't happen. So we're having the same conversations yeah. a, a year later. And again, that's not Michael's fault. He's now in a position where um, he, he's, he's obviously reassessing the squad in terms yeah. of what, what he feels is, is going to be part of, of moving forward. But Do you think it would have been papered over, sorry, if they'd won the cup at the weekend? Because it's nothing breeds like success, but mm. also things look much rosier. Is it perhaps this the more realistic situation that he could well have been in? Yeah. He's now in it. Yeah. You know, well, Celtic well, won that first trophy. And he's now get he will now have surely he's in a really strong position to work with the board and recruitment to get who he wants within reason mm -hmm. to try and challenge Celtic. Or do you feel is are they that far apart from Celtic, which Mark said a few well, months ago? Again, look, you can only go off of what you've seen from the two teams so far this season, uh, and then you you also include the the, the cup final, the league yeah. cup final, yeah. right? So Celtic have have been. Uh, in, in in fantastic form. Look, the recruitment has been spot on. Players have um, you know come into the team when needed, um, but not limped into that starting eleven. They've gone in and performed, and then gave Ange Postecoglou a headache about whether or not they'd be selected for the the next game. Yeah. Rangers haven't been in that in that position this season. They've had um, they've had a good run under Michael Beale yeah. in terms of you know give it, I guess Rangers supporters um, I, I guess some some belief in terms of. Um, there has been improvement and, and the team are moving in the right direction but I also think in, re in, in regards to winning trophies you need to have the quality mark I agree with you and there is a difference Celtic are a better squad mm. um, but you also need to have the mentality and, and I, I think mentality wise I, I think that there's do I really believe players when I'm hearing them in front of the media and when I'm seeing performances and all that sort of stuff I think there's I think there's that uncertainty in, in a lot of players and, and that for me needs to be um, the other way. It needs to be heavily players that massively believe, even if anything over-believe. We can go and win football matches. We're good enough to go and win yeah. games. We're better than them. Whatever. But I, I think the balance at the moment is is more the other way. I think a, a lack of belief in, in a lot of the, the Rangers players that, that can really go and and, and compete and be successful. Michael Beale today said, look, there, there's no quick fix at Ibrox. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. In general, I've been very clear on the decisions that need to be made. There's a difference between being ruthless and being reckless or being clear and, and, and decisive on your decision making. We have a number of games to play. Since I came into the club, I think the team has made steady progress. Not outstanding, steady progress. It's got good results and we need to move forward. 
it's clear that uh, the football that we're playing at the moment and the way I would like us to play are probably not aligned right now. So we have to keep moving forward. I think the summer window is very, very important for the football club. I also think that we've just come off a run of very, very good form and the team that we're competing against at the top of the league is showing the same form. We can't move away from that. They're doing fantastically well. In the one-off game at the weekend, we fell short. So uh, no excuses. Celtic were the better team and they deserve to win that cup final. And someone heavily criticised after the weekend was uh, John Lindstrom and he faced the media yesterday. As players at the end of the day, we're in and no one's more angry than what we are. Like, and myself going home after that, reflecting on it, was just so disappointed in, in the performance. And first and foremost, you've got to look at yourself. And, you, and you, you do, and I have especially. I take a lot of responsibility for, for my own performance. And you know, I'm just hugely disappointed and angry with myself, angry in the team. There is a little bit there, but just got to all stick together. What do you do, Craig? I mean, we're not going to solve it before, no, before no, the break no. in a moment. I mean, will players like Alex Lowry appear, um, Adam Devine, who, Leon King, they've kind of disappeared? Yeah, and look, uh, again, discussions about what the squad's going to look like for next season. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Uh, it's as if like Rangers want to go leaner uh, and and top heavy, and what I mean by that is is let's say like you know numbers one through to to fifteen sixteen, they're players that you think you're starting eleven players, then you start to, to to have a few of those kind of fringe players, but for the for me those fringe players and also by a way of keeping your wage bill lower than what it currently is because I can't imagine what it is at the moment, but there's there's players that are uh, certainly on big money that aren't going to be there for the future. But the likes of your Alex Lowry's, your, your Devines, it may, Robbie Ure's, yeah. or Ua. Uh, sorry, son, <laughs> if, I, if I got the pronunciation wrong. But the, He's the, from Australia. The, these are the, these yeah. are the players that, that, that are right up Michael Beale Street in terms of, you know, a coach that can develop these Absolutely. kind of players. Um, and that's what Rangers may need to do um, to, to, to make those next steps because, look, you still need to be able to spend money. Um and Rangers, okay, they might not have. Uh, Celtic have not spent loads and loads of money. They, they've still they've tried and tested a card of Vickers and then went and spent decent money. They've done the same with Jota. They knew exactly what they were, they were getting. The Japanese market um, it's not been hugely expensive. Rangers just need to be better in the market. They need to be better in the market um, because um, it hasn't been a success, um, and and that that's where. The improvement, in my opinion, needs to be made. You can have the odd player that, you know, can be developed, but a lot of the time at, at Rangers and for what is expected and what's at stake, day in, day out, year in, year out, is is successful winning players, ready-made players. So I think you've got to look at different markets and maybe the, the UK market because it's too expensive, the UK, unless yeah, yeah. unless Rangers are looking domestically. Yeah, the Scottish market. The Scottish Lewis market. Lewis Ferguson, for example, well, Lauren Shanklin. Lewis Ferguson yeah. was, was obviously one. Up, when Martin, Martin Boyle was, was in Saudi yeah. and wasn't working, yeah. it working out and Rangers were crying out for a right winger. I don't know why that wasn't something that maybe jo- got to a, a Josh, different level. Josh Doig. Yeah. Josh very, Doig. Very, very good left mm-hmm. back for... for Two and three quarters, three million, but but you bring in the Turkish but Yuma's at four and a half. Yeah, hardly seen him. So again, you've got you've got to look at all that. You've got to be better. You've got to be more creative. You've got to wring your contacts dry. And yeah, yeah. Call in for just say, yo, you need to build and build better relationships so that you're getting first dibs on the good on, on the good play though. And give, remember, me your, give me your best players give us a chance to go and sign your best players. You Mark, know? you're sitting just a few yards away from the man who I think recommended Aaron Moy a while ago to one of the Glasgow Giants and it mm. wasn't Celtic. Mm. 
job. Yeah, and I know you, one example we can all <laughs> miss things, but Aaron Moy, you you mentioned that he was available over a year ago. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of unfortunately, I, I, I shake my head every time I see him yeah. go, go and do well for Celtic. But and Barry um, Ferguson last night in that chair was saying, right, I don't the night before, I don't like saying it because my nephew, but why didn't they go for Lewis Ferguson, yeah. who's a player come from Hamilton to Aberdeen, did well, probably plateaued, but look at the way he's doing in Italy, and he's going to go higher, and he helped them to be Inter Milan last weekend. It's the Go Radio Football Show. We're talking Celtic, we're talking Rangers, and whatever you want to next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Barry's got. Uh, the day off Craig Moore is a very able substitute the former Rangers captain Australia Newcastle United oh my goodness I've started this one oh, haven't done it for it's ages been a while. It's, it's been, been a while, while isn't it yeah. so we'll cut it at that the how yeah. many caps for Australia not enough just over 52 53 52 are you in the Hall of Fame do they have one I am actually in Australia yeah, yeah. great yes yeah no Brilliant. I made it Brilliant. I'm not sure the induction was maybe 2002 10 and 11 yeah. but yes yeah, so I've managed to, to make that he carries it lightly doesn't he you know, genuinely with a bit of you know a bit of stick flies around but he is in, you know, in no way he, he I, doesn't I, lord I, it over no, I, I, yeah. I, I, Paul I've known Oz as, he, as he's known affectionately <laughs> yeah. since I probably first met Craig when he was maybe 18, 19 years uh, old when, yeah. when he that came over yesterday yeah so I've known I've known Craig <laughs> for well must be over 25 yep. years and the thing I like genuinely mm-hmm. really a bit crave you know, whatever you achieve in your career good luck to you whether it's a player a manager yeah. an agent whatever you may be it's how you are as a person yeah. and he's brilliant he's a first class guy great company he's never changed never changed um, at all and just um, just a proper um, guy and, it's, and by the way apart from that mm-hmm. what a player what a player and no. you know what I loved about about Craig, what I like, and I know maybe it's changed a wee bit in the modern day, but if you're a centre half, you want the number ninety know that he's in a game. Yeah. And every week, by whatever way he had to do it, yeah. <laughs> Craig made sure the number nine knew he was he was in a game. And you don't get to play for Rangers during Walter Smith's time and Dick Advocate's time and go down and play for Newcastle and get in the Australian Hall of Fame and go to a World Cup unless you've got a bit yeah, about it. But he doesn't boast uh, about it or whatever, he's just no, great, and it's good to have him on the show. I love okay, that was enough. I know I gave him a <laughs> that, that's, that's it from the show tonight. But I, but I do prefer Barry. Anyway, right, let's go. I thought you were laughing early, early doors about the age, and it was funny. No. The, the age. I went to a gym, I went to a gym the other, yes. uh, yesterday. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Been the first time in a long, long time going to the gym. <laughs> I need to start doing something, and, I, and I've not got my card. So I says, listen, obviously, um, what's your name, Craig Moore? Yep. Two Craig Moores come up, one twenty-seven uh-huh. and and one forty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> the lady's like, obviously you're not, not you're not the twenty-seven-year-old Craig. And I was like, oh come on. To be fair, I need a shave, grey. That's right, you get the much older. Beard. I thought you were going to say they're saying if you got the the cards, the sixty-year-old, but that's so, a so long I mean, way I've off. I eventually got it, but back to the gym, poor. Yeah, Start, starting to, oh, to yeah, train. I don't yeah. know. I don't know for what, but. Right, we're going back on the lines in a moment or two. Uh, Ange Postacoglu, we first heard about him, Mark, you and I were in the studio and it was Craig that was there. Now you know him, you played under him. Ange Postacoglu has transformed, I think, Scottish football, would that be fair to say, in the yeah. last 18 months? He certainly has transformed his football club. Uh, he's been speaking today about his relationship with the Celtic fans. Everyone's good. From my perspective, I had the clearest indications really early on that you know the supporters, whilst you know, very demanding in terms of the success. They also are also pretty clear about what they want to see when, when their football team plays. And I think, you know, they saw that fairly early on in my tenure. Um, 
all being that the results weren't always there, but just the way we were trying to play our football and I think the players that I brought to the club, I think there was certainly an acknowledgement from the supporters that, okay, you know, we'll, we'll give you a little bit of time for results, but, you know, at least we can see that what you're saying you're endeavouring to build. And obviously then my role between, after that was, well, I've got to bring the results as well. And I think from there it's grown, you know, and, and you can see that in the way as the, the, the players respond to, to our supporters and the way the supporters respond to the players. And you know, I think that the game day experience now is one of, you know, everyone sort of you know, rowing the same way, you know, whether things are, are going really well for us on the field or or maybe it's a little bit of a period in the game where it might be a grind. You, you get the sense that the, the supporters and the and the players are, are really sort of understanding that, you know, if we stick to... to the things that are important to us, we'll, we'll, we'll find our way through. And I think you sense that on Sunday that, you know, even through the sort of the patch where, you know, we things we had to grind things out, we did that and our supporters were right behind us through that. Special relationship, Mark, that he's got with Celtic yeah. at every level. Yeah, he's he's adored. <laughs> I don't yeah. use that word lightly. Um, he's transformed the football. Again, you look back to what he inherited 20 months ago. I mean, genuinely, what he inherited... And the circumstances in which he came in, whether it was genuine or it was Andrew, and mm-hmm. why is it no Eddie Howe, and da 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 It was only this man here beside us that gave us an insight. And, and I mentioned Craig Earl in the week when when the thing that struck me most is he'll, he makes very, very big demands on his staff. And he mentioned that after he won the cup. He said, I want my staff to enjoy tonight and tomorrow, 48 hours off, enjoy it because I asked him to work hard and I'll ask him to go again. Um, but Ange Postecoglou, as I say, in 20 months, what he's created. You look, you look at now the transfer value of that squad. Paul, if Celtic yeah. to go and need to raise £25 million in the transfer market tomorrow, mm. they could do it, but still have a title winning squad. Yeah. They, they could lose three mm. big players at a combined total of £25 million and still go and win the league. No doubt that that's mm. great testament to the manager, to his recruitment, to his coaching methods, to how he's got his staff into his way of thinking and the players buy into it. Like I said um, on Monday night, you look at it, he runs that football club and nobody dare step out of line. You don't go off message. You don't do anything. Because if you do, and look, you look at Juranovic your, your, your and Jackie yeah. Marcus, I think they've maybe just tried to test the water a yeah. wee bit. Their agents and it's were a bit active. Yeah, yeah. And I've just said, you what, is that right? Okay, sure. we'll see you later. And they've replaced replaced with arguably a, a better player and, and Alistair Johnson over Juranovic. Arguably, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. You've got to go back a long, a, a long way, Mark, in terms of um, a foreign manager. Mm-hmm coming in and, 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 and making such an impact in the, in the Scottish game. Um, he, he just gets it, you know, he, he, he really does. He, he's earned the trust. He's earned the trust, obviously, from, um, you know, from the very, very beginning in terms of how he would like to play, what, you know, what his, what his philosophy is, what his teams are all about. And, and he's, he's, he's earned the trust in regards to, to the players because they've stuck to that even after a sticky start. Yeah. He's believed in the players. He's believed in what he's wanted to do. And more importantly, um, I, I think um, that trust goes with the supporters as well because they Celtic want to be entertained and he's promised from the very beginning about the style of football that they're going to play. He hasn't changed. Um, he's obviously improved the team in terms of the value, Mark, you, you touch on. Um Celtic were brave at the time to to go and have a look yeah. at at something that was very very different. Um, 
I would like to see other Scottish clubs, if I'm honest, yeah. be a little mm. bit braver. It's a bit predictable, isn't uh, it? I mean, uh, he's not the, the first Aussie coach that's been, um, you know, pushed for, for not, not Celtic or Rangers, but l- lower level teams in the in the, the, the Premier League. That There's good coaches out there. I think mm. sometimes you just got to, you got to, Dig a little bit deeper um, and sometimes be a little bit brave. Um, and that's what Celtic have done. That's what the players are like under under Ange and that's the way he's always been. Here's somebody on the line who wants to ask you both a question, especially you, Craig, as a Rangers legend. Mm-hmm. Sean is on the line in Glasgow. Hi, Sean. All right, guys. How are you doing? Hopefully you all have a good Friday. Uh, Craig Moore's buying the pints tonight. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <that>. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, what do you want to say? Well, see, to be honest, I actually think, like, to be honest, I, I say that to um, Barry and himself, um, I think it was uh, John Hartson the other day, yep. I think this season is over. Um, I think Rangers are, to, um, I, they might be winning, obviously they won every single game part for uh, Celtic, but I think Rangers are a broken escort. I just think the football Rangers play is uh, is come to the end, and I think, there's a lot of investment needs to happen in the team next season. I actually think, Barry never says the answer. He was saying five or ten. I actually think Rangers need to spend 30 million next season at least to put an effort up to challenge for self, uh, challenge for the SPL. And I don't know if Rangers are in the Champions League next season, but if Rangers are in the Champions League, I don't think that squad's good enough to challenge uh, against the teams like Barcelona, Real Madrid. I think that team would crumble. I bet Sean. Yep. But, but Sean, there's absolutely no danger um, that Rangers are going to be able to spend thirty million. Absolutely no danger. Where's where's the money coming from? Well, look look at Rangers go to the UEFA Cup final. Mm-hmm. Um, they spent they sold about thirty odd million on players. Yeah. The season tickets bring in about twenty to twenty eight million. Yep. There's a lot more money. Uh, Douglas Park's not letting on, and I think right. I've got to say that mm-hmm. to you, Newcastle. See if Doug, Steve Douglas Park and Dave King have not got to spend the money uh, this year. Yes. I, I will put a message out and I've got to say it right now and go radio. Okay, sell well, it well, and sell, well, it to, sell it to somebody we can actually invest in this club because Dave King and Douglas Park are running but, Rangers. But, Rotten. Well, that's your opinion. Now, so on, on Douglas Park, uh, Dave, Dave, King, Dave King isn't on the board now, mm-hmm. um, but for Douglas Park, he's actually still kept his money in Rangers. He hasn't taken any money back yeah. that he had given, I think, soft loans to the company. So Douglas yeah. Park invested hugely, Sean, to help you win that title two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I hear what well, you're I saying. You know, the money that's going to be needed... 30 million. Craig Moore said right away, they just don't I have just, that. I just can't see. And I, yeah. look, I can't, to be honest with you, I mean, as much as, I mean, Celtic may be financially a lot a lot more stable, um, which but they're, we're, we're saying, but they're yeah. not going to go out and spend 30 million either. Well, it's just like that, that, kind of, that kind of spend yeah. is not going to happen in Scotland, Sean, my opinion. Yeah. Also, um, you know, the, the likes of Redman, that was Goodman, yeah, you know, yeah, almost, yeah. We've, we've not seen him and what was that was that three four million it's how you spend mm. the money you know we said the other day about Celtic spending that money two years ago on a Yeti and, and Barkas yeah. that was what Balling the thick golly. end of eight, eight million Sean yeah. but look Rangers yeah. fans are not happy and we get it not definitely not happy because the team is actually playing they've played one good game this season and it's against Hearts one good Aye. game under Michael Bell. And I, I say this to you on Go Radio, Paul. Mm, yep. As I, you, you are yep, sure. your, uh, your representative. I say 
he was not the right guy for Rangers. He shouldn't have got the Rangers job, but when he took the Rangers job, I respect him. I think now that the lines have got to come out, and I think if Rangers don't win the Scottish Cup, I think, and I'm always positive about Rangers, I think mm-hmm. the Rangers, a lot of Rangers fans have turned on Michael Bell. And a lot of Rangers fans have turned on Michael Bell this season. It's caused the game that go to party Thistle, and I think now it's just all got to go downhill. And I don't well, think Michael Bell will last the season. Well, you know, listen, if that's, if that's the attitude, you know, if you're going to judge a manager on, on a, a, an act of sportsmanship, which was the right thing to do, then, you know, it, in my opinion, it's a, it's a sad day. But you do yeah. judge him in football. You do judge him in how he performs and at the end of the day, winning silverware is what it's about as a Rangers manager. And I think if Michael Bell isn't on course to win the title this time next year, if Rangers are not league champions in May 2024, then there's a serious um, problem. But Sean... Two things I'll pick you up on. I agree with Craig. The 30 million, you're living in fantasy land. That's not going to happen. So you need to lower your sights for sure. Um, and the other thing is you're talking about Rangers competing in the Champions League and they need to be wary of, of Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah. It's all about beating Celtic, Sean. The Champions League, let's be honest. You want to get there. You want to get through the qualifiers in the summer as Giovanni did to help enhance the financial situation at the club and give you a better chance. However, it's all about beating Celtic. Barcelona and Real Madrid... Yeah. It's got nothing to do with what needs to happen to Rangers. It's about getting a team and a squad together to beat Celtic next season over 38 games. And by the way, winning the Scottish Cup this season, you're right. If Rangers don't win the Scottish Cup this season, Michael Beale will be feeling the heat. Um, but it shouldn't be because of what happened at Partick Thistle. But it should be because if he's not producing as a manager. But give him the window and let's see where he has is this to, time he, next season. He, ha- he has to, Sean, again, my opinion, I know yep. I know you'll be saying in regards to the squad, look, definitely needs freshened up and I'm not going to sit here and argue uh, with you on on that because I think everybody can see that there needs to be um, some big changes next season uh, for Rangers uh, and there's going to be a lot of lot of turnover in regards to players. Um, so that's going to be very, very interesting because like I said, the recruitment... Um, it, look, it, it's not easy. Recruitment isn't easy. It's not all automatically you go to market and, and every single player you, you, you bring in obviously hits the ground running and is unbelievable for the football club. But the recruitment but, needs to be but, better. But, but it has to be better. Yeah. Uh, it has to be better. And and what I will say in terms of when Michael's uh, been in, look, the, the performances and results... Um, have have certainly improved since he's come into yeah. the football club. He he, he certainly uh, communicates in a very very honest way to to the media, um, which is um, refreshing, re, re, uh, you know. And and I think that he certainly needs to be given that time. I understand that obviously the pressure in terms of how Rangers finish this season, but I, but I think what Rangers desperately need right now is stability. Mm. Is stability is a is a is a manager Michael Bill. I tell you what. I'm I'm more than happy that Michael's here because he really wants to be here. My opinion, you know, he had the opportunity to take the Wolves job and knock that back. Yeah. He's come sure. back up to, to to take Glasgow Rangers. He obviously has a, a feeling for the club, um, and and wants to do um, really really well. And he wants to lift trophies. He knows the pressure. He needs to be supported in the market. Campwell and and Raskin have been very good signings. They've got to play tomorrow. Have they? Yes. That's the question. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I would think so. I think if anybody's questioning in terms of that cup final starting eleven, it, it was the midfield yeah. uh, kind of areas. Yeah. Uh, and when you bring in Campbell, by the fans, the fans yeah. have got to stay with them. Have to be patient. There's going to be it's, bumps. It's hard. There was a bump, a big, big bump on Sunday. But as you say, it's been a big improvement as where it was October, nah, November. Massive, when, unfortunately, massive. we could see it falling apart under Giovanni. But the supporters must stay with them. Mm-hmm. Look at Celtic. The supporters after two months probably won the one in Ange. <laughs> you know that way because it was well, a, it was a, a, it was a, a bad start. Had yeah. they won in six away games yeah. out of Europe, etc., etc., etc. So 
you know, you've got to stick with Michael Beale because whether Rangers fans want to admit it or not, he's coming up against an outstanding manager and a well-oiled football club on and off the park. So he's got a hell of a lot of ground mm. to make up and that cannot happen overnight. Certainly mm. can he happen no, after three months in the job in one transfer window. So you see the one, the one thing, and it's not just since Michael's been in, but probably the last couple of seasons, right? And and, and also with, with Giovanni, and I'm talking about major, the, the the old firm games, right? There's been a couple of really really poor defeats, yeah. right? Really really poor defeats, and um, whether it was Giovanni, and also I think I've heard now from from Michael Beale in regards to um, players not being able to execute the game plan. That's where I mentioned earlier on in the show about mentality. Yeah. Mm. Uh, for me, that's that's mentality. You, you know, you're playing for a big club that 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 breeds winners, that lifts trophies, that's a successful football club, and you can't ex- execute a game plan in in a in a high pressure match. Then I start to worry a little yeah. bit, and then that's when you hear in Michael's comments, he knows, yeah. he knows he's got big big work ahead of him. Sean, thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with our friends at Macklin Motors. Thanks for making the switch. More and more of you are joining us from five every evening till seven. And on Monday night, Barry will be back with Mark. This evening, we're in the company of Craig Moore. We've been hearing from Ange Postacoglu on the day when Rio Hatati was named Player of the Month. I wonder who the Manager of the Month could be for the Cinch Premiership. You'd imagine it would be Ange Postacoglu for February? You, you, you would think so. Um, Waiting I've, to hear, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know, but yeah, I'd yeah. be very surprised if it's not Ange Postacoglu. Um, for February, yeah. I take it. Sometimes it depends, and, and, and the voting poll did include sure. the cup uh, win, no, it's still part of the SPFL. Oh, but of course, I, yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know, but I'd be surprised right. if it's not him. Yeah, because yeah. Ange unbeaten, Michael B was unbeaten until Sunday, and uh, Robbie at Hearts had done well, but then a reversal against Motherwell. Motherwell. Well, let's yeah. see, good to hear Lon Shanklin last night with us, maybe yeah. more about him uh, later. Looking mm-hmm. forward to the weekend, Craig, where are you going tomorrow? I know you go to all the different divisions. I, I do, and I think tomorrow I'm going to take in the, the match Falkirk v... Peter Head. Ah, our own Stephen McGinn, of course, captain of yeah. the Bairns. Yeah, so look, I like to I like to get out and watch different games at different levels uh, when I can. So that'll be the the game that I, I take in tomorrow. So looking forward to that one. Falkirk have been going well, haven't they? Obviously, David Robertson yep. coming into to Peter Head oh, with, right, with, yeah. with his hands full. Uh, so yep. get a look at um, at what he's got out there tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Mark tonight, big game in Lanarkshire. Hamilton against yeah. Arbroath. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, uh, could be a real boost for whoever wins that one. You know, neither team really wanting a, a share of the spoils or they want to be a winner. Yeah. Hamilton won a good wee run, although they were dismantled by, by Queen's Park last week. I know you, you were at the game. Yeah, it's a decent uh, word for it, dismantled. For Arbroath, you know, yep. they just need to keep, you know, trying to find a way. Cove Rangers still in the mix down mm. there. You look, it's very, very tight. Mm. Look, it's tight at the top. I mean, it's, it's a great league. That Paul, you look at it, really is. It's probably only I would say, Wraith Rovers. It's kind of in, in Inverness. I've got really kind of nothing. But even Wraith Rovers, because yeah. if they put a wee run together, but 
Cove, Hamilton or Bros really tough at the bottom and who can catch Queen's Park who play against Morton tomorrow and we lost of course Alan McGraw we've spoken about him a couple yeah. of nights this week a real gentleman a great player before yeah. all our time uh, a legendary manager yeah. at Morton mm. Um, Craig, you'd, you'd remember yeah. him for the Rangers no, yeah, trips. Used to go on the Rangers yeah. flight. You know what? Some, sometimes, yeah. yeah um, but but also uh, we we had Derek McInnes and, and Brian yeah. Reid that, that come course. across from yeah. Morton who yeah. spoke very very highly. Um, so look of of Alan. So huge huge loss again um, to to the game. And yeah. We've lost so many big characters that have contributed so much to to the Scottish game. And like I said, I know Derek McInnes and, and Brian Reid used to always speak very fondly of Alan. Yeah. And Chris Doolan, as we mentioned at the top of the show, appointed first team manager at Partick Thistle. And they're still on the fringes. They could be in the playoffs. Yeah, listen, Partick Thistle have got plenty uh, to play. Listen, I wish Chris Doolan all the best, but it just makes me feel sorry for Ian McCall and his his staff, uh, you know, to to, to lose a job, you know, after running Rangers so close, then three or four hours later, you're out of job. But anyway, the the decision's been made, and and with Chris Doolan, a young coach, young manager, you want to see him do well. Of course. One of the other headlines today, Mikey Johnson, the. He's not exiled, but he's at what Guimarães at the moment. Yeah, You've been there, Mark, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think away back in the day, now it would have been approximately yep. September 1999. Doctor Joe's Celtic team against Victoria Guimarães in a right. UEFA Cup tie, and I think you may have been we there. We covered it yourself. Yeah, we did. There. Indeed, we yeah. did. Nice bit of dinner that night, if so, I remember. That's yeah. right. So Mikey Johnson has opted to represent the Republic of Ireland, okay. and so you know he's on loan. Will he be back at Celtic? We don't know, but his international future is with Ireland. Um, let's hear from Ange speaking about his player. Yeah, you know, I think international football is a fantastic part of a footballer's career. It gives you new experiences, different experiences, allows you maybe to take your game to to another level as well because of you know the, the, the different kind of context international football brings and um, yeah uh, hopefully for him that that gives him all those things that he's he's you know he, he'll be looking for in his career um, in terms of beyond that he's look he's 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 playing more regularly than and we needed him to play more football and he's doing that and you know at the end of the year we'll assess all that and decide about what the best thing is for his future one of the players that's easy to forget about just now and that's no disrespect to him isn't it yeah I mean I, I think with Mikey Johnson um, you know a couple of years ago he showed some good uh, promise um, and so a couple of times he played at centre forward uh, I think his best position's out wide but with the, I think now when you see the level that Celtic's at um, I think it'd be best for Mikey Johnson to go and find somewhere permanent a permanent transfer no doubt he's talented and I wish him all the best if it's uh, Republic Ireland that he's chosen to go and play for but um, uh, for Celtic I don't see him being able to to, to come back to Celtic and play 20, 30 games I think he's as well moving on Kieran has been on the socials at Go Football Show a Celtic fan in Airdrie and he's asking you know we're talking about Rangers and the rebuild mm-hmm. but is that to catch Celtic and his question is are Celtic going to improve even more over the coming months and who might come and who might go because earlier you said about you know they've got saleable yeah. assets of course they have yeah. and you know Ange Postacoglu doesn't shy away from that does he you know no. he says you know, it's going to be different for next my, season my, yeah. when he talks yeah, that's sure. the bottom line uh, you know but, but, but for Celtic you know, they'll, they'll have 30 million quid in season ticket money you know dripping through the door very soon they're 95% guaranteed to win the title which will give them access to that 30 or 40 million whatever the magic number is of Champions League and if need buy listen I'm not saying Celtic are going to sell in the summer but I think they'll be fending off bids Yeah, I really do think they'll be fending off bids for players and possibly yeah, their manager because his stock's very sure. very high and he's very sought after um, but uh, Celtic can definitely improve uh, but I don't see there being like 
a massive improvement in them. You know, they'll, mm. they'll improve you there, but you know, you look at them now, they've only lost one game. How, how much? I think they'll go through the hundred point barrier. So we things like how do you improve? Where can they improve? Well, Europe's a starting point. But if we just look at domestically, yeah. fine. But Europe, you want to say, okay, let's go and pick up points. Yeah, we get a lot of plaudits for how brave we were in Europe and how we started for the first yeah. forty-five of Real Madrid. But you need to go and turn that into points if you can. Um, but in terms of improving yeah they'll, they'll try to improve but it'll be hard to improve in what they've done in the past uh, nine months I think there's just uh, what you see at this moment in time now with Celtic on the back of like, you know, a very very good uh, run that doesn't look like stopping is you know every game uh, you get into that rhythm Mark you, that confidence it's, it's through the roof and any, anybody uh, in, in any field, see when you have that confidence and you know that you're going to, to, to be your very best, it just it just flows. It just happens naturally. Yeah. You don't overthink anything. Um, so Celtic are, are really lucky that they're in that space. And when you're in that space, there can also be uh, that improvement. Uh, but I just think in terms of, you look at... <sighs> There's there's no player bigger than the club. He's, he's shown that obviously with Giacomacus, who who was a good player, uh, for for whatever reason, he understands when it's time to move on for yeah. a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at you know some of the stuff that's come out with uh, with Joe uh, Josip Juranovic. Yeah, he was saying today you know, he was surprised, disappointed that Celtic yeah. didn't push the boat out to keep him. Yeah, but at the same time, still held um, honest, uh, good yeah. conversation with with the yeah. manager with Ange Postecoglou, and that you know the the. The move was the right move for the club mm-hmm. and the player. Okay, he was a little bit disappointed, but so he's he, he, again keeping people honest, keeping his players honest, keeping his staff honest. Everyone's on their toes. You could be in the building today, you could be out the building tomorrow, yeah. uh, and that is 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 I think what's driving them at this moment. In How's time. he going to keep some of the players happy, like Tony Rawson, who did so well last season, yeah. hasn't featured as much, yeah. uh, and. Um, David Turnbull, I think a lot of people felt for him at the weekend. Yeah. That you know, and talented. Well, they both are. They're both in the Scotland squad. Yeah. Mark, James they, Forrest. They, James Forrest. Yeah, I know he's getting a, a wee bit older, yeah. but he's still getting yeah. plenty. So yeah, that that that's the hard part, Paul, keeping them all uh, happy. But again, you know, looking at Postecoglou, it just strikes me as a type of person that if you were a footballer, that two two key things. The old saying that you'd you'd want to run through a brick wall for him, and you dare not cross him. You know, and, and and what he's the way he's transformed Celtic and taking those two key ingredients into yeah. the success he's delivered the caliber of player. It reminds me very much of what Martin O'Neill had. You look at what Martin O'Neill inherited and what he turned it into very, very quickly because he controlled the football club and and in the right yeah. way. There are football yeah. decisions he had full control over. It's, it's funny what you say there because you're right. There's two two ways. You, either you have players that, that really want to run through that brick wall for the manager. That's not the type of manager he is, right? In terms of he just keeps everybody absolutely at it, right? Or you're gone, or you're out. Um, so that simple is, as that. I, no, yeah. honestly, Mark, it's yeah, a simple no, as that. I've no. had conversations with, that him, for day one, to be with, fair, with yeah. the national team when a yeah. player was a little bit disgruntled and all that. I says, Ange, listen, such and such is a little bit. He goes, yeah, no, he'd be all right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, honestly, it's it's incredible. He just, he, you know, he's got a style of football. He puts that in place day in, day out. He works at it to become the very, very best and that's what the players will be doing every single day and the good thing, I guess, for him is that he's seen that they're now translating that on a week-to-week basis. Every single game that they go out there, it's not, it's not a matter of if Celtic are going to win. It's like, how many goals are they going to score this weekend? Did you run through a brick wall for him? As someone who played for well, him? I ran out. I ran out the door. I had enough when he walked into Brisbane Raw. But uh, <laughs> nah, we, we we had a, we had a rocky early start, Paul. Yeah. But we're 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 good friends now. There's like I says, there's there's mutual respect there. He's yeah. doing a, he's doing a great job. Um, 
He seems so down to earth, doesn't he? He said, I want the players and the staff to enjoy this. You yeah, touched on it earlier. Yeah. Enjoy the next uh, 48 hours off on Tuesday. And I could see some, you know, people going, right, okay. Because Barry, for example, you know, obviously he's looking, wanting Rangers to win and thinking, yeah. yeah, they'll be back in tomorrow. It's a completely different atmosphere. And then out for breakfast the next morning, treated the family to breakfast. He had a, a wee whiskey at night time. That's what he said. Uh, he had a by, scotch. By all accounts, yeah. he doesn't mind a wee whiskey. So he's in He's in the right place yeah. if he likes whiskey. Phil <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well deserved for him. Yeah, What's nah. the area of the pitch or the areas? I know it depends who comes and goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked there about, you know, Alistair Johnson and you also had Anthony Ralston, who yeah. is also a terrific player. So, Josip Juranovic, it happened over those weeks when he came back for the World Cup. Djikamakis, uh, we haven't seen much of O yet, but uh, do you like the look of O, what you've seen Again, so I, far? I haven't, I haven't seen yeah. a, a great deal. Look, I, I know... Um, from from the information that I received prior to him coming, in terms of a great young talent, he's he's a little bit work in progress kind of thing. But look, you 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 have that time, don't you? When you have Kyogo, who's um, you know he's yeah. obviously first choice, and he's he's scoring an 24. incredible amount 24, mm-hmm. 24 goals. Yep. Um, so they're doing okay in that in in that yep. area. So I will have that time to yeah. to to develop where there's not that pressure, yeah. but at the same time, when needed. He'll come in, he'll do his bit, he'll score goals and the value on that player is only going to go up the way. Mm. I, I, we watched him live uh, up at McDermott Park against St Johnston yeah. and uh, what caught me about him was I liked his aggression but channeled the proper way. Koreans channeled are, Koreans proper, are yeah. different to like the Japanese. That, yeah. They do bring up... Right. A, a, I liked that bit about I thought, okay, so I can see so this why. Is o, yeah? yeah, I can mm. see why they brought Owen, so I think I said at the time, so I was like, why, why are you getting rid of Jackie Marcus yeah, you know, yeah, sure. in the middle of a season? Yeah. Yeah. So look, at so Jackie Marcus was clearly unhappy at his lack of game. And I get it because he's 27, 28. And, and he's, he's, been yeah, he's looking at that, 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 that one. Yeah. So he's causing yeah. a couple of problems behind the scenes between lack of game time yeah. and maybe wanting a new contract for his, his agents looking for that. Kyogo's a different breed, yeah. technically outstanding, the best number nine at the club, best number nine in the country. So they say, okay, we, we, we've got a problem. Jackie Marcus, get him out the door. Who are we bringing in? We're bringing in this lad called O. Work in progress. will increase his market value. That fits into the model if we want to sell him three or four years down. But the thing about O is compared to Jackie Marcus, Jackie Marcus was like, if you want to call it a finished article for Scottish football, yeah. mm. O won't be causing problems because he's no. playing second fiddle to Kyogo. He accepts that. He knows that's part of the deal of coming in. And for next year, he'll get a wee game here and a wee game there and a wee game there. And, but be delighted. and he'll be learning from Kyogo as well and be yeah. delighted with the opportunities yeah. he's going to get and when he gets them you're right Absolutely. you've got a player that yeah. that will understand he needs to be patient yeah he does can you be patient for a few moments the news is coming next and then we're that back an hour already that's yeah. an hour already 08 08 17 17 700 the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 
The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistleberry Road, Hamilton. Let's go! The big television game is on Sunday. The man who joined us last night, Andy Walker, will be involved in that. It's St Mirren against Celtic. And who would have believed that's when Celtic last lost domestically? That's not easy to say. Uh, that was last September at the New Love Street. They've had a really strong season. Um, you can see that with where they are, uh, you know, their position on the table and um, they've got really strong home form, which I think, you know, has uh, has given them the edge over other sides. And, um, you know, they're pretty consistent in the way they play and the way they set up. And because of that, I think, you know, the players are really comfortable with the system they play. And, yeah, like every other game for us, it, it's, it still comes down to the way we deal with, um, you know, the challenge before us. And, uh, you know, come uh, Sunday, we'll be ready for that just shows you Craig doesn't it you never know in Scottish football but where do you stand now and I'm looking at Celtic at this moment we're mm-hmm. going taking some calls in a moment yeah. or two yeah. 08, 08 17 17 700 um, can anything stop them? No no look I mean I, I always felt that if Rangers managed to, to win the yeah. League Cup final yep. that, that maybe there was uh, an op- and again only game by game yeah. scenario all Rangers could do would, would be to keep the pressure on um, and still you know Celtic being huge favourites, but now after the the defeat uh, in the cup yeah. final, Celtic uh, for me will just uh, grow another leg. The confidence sky high. They'll go and get the business done uh, and win the league quite comfortably. I think because I still think for Rangers, unfortunately, there might be a, a, a blip or two between now and the end of the season. And Mark will now give us the Celtic lineup for Sunday. No, we don't know yet, but you wouldn't imagine any changes at the back. They've got no injury worries, no. only Benji. Not, not, yeah, not not too many. I think that, you know, that Ange Postacoglu is not going to let you know. He's not wanting to put what you do, what you do is go and win a cup and on, on Sunday. Yeah. Have that, you know, wonderful sense of achievement and knocking your rivals into the process, putting a dent um, into them, and then kind of ruin it in the Sunday, the next league game, you know, because, look, as I've always said, I believe Celtic to win the league, you know, and I think they'll do it comfortably. Um, however, if I'm playing for Rangers or I'm the Rangers manager or whatever, my outlook would be that the gap's only three points because there's two old yeah. firm games to play, and I believe that if I'm Rangers, well, we'll win those two old firm games. So technically, it's only we're looking for one slip up uh, from Celtic. That would be my uh, mindset. Okay. Um, so you've got to go and um, beat St. Man on Sunday. St. Man were very stuffy. You know what I think. You know, potentially outside of Celtic and Rangers, I think St. Man arguably have got the best defensive setup. I mean, I think they're really, really good. Uh, good squad. Stephen Robinson has come through a sticky start to this season at St. Man. So they'll make it difficult for Celtic, but I think Celtic will will, will win it. As I say, I think Celtic, there's a there's a, a, a look there to go and break through that 100-point barrier this season, and I think Celtic will do it. OK, to break the 100-point yeah. barrier. We'll come back yeah. to that in a moment. Let's go on the lines. Derek is on, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Derek. Hey, good evening, Paul. Good evening, Martin. Craig. Derek, how are you? Uh, hey, Derek. Uh, no bad. Uh, Rangers' biggest problem, and I've seen it for quite a number of times now, is Ross Wilson. If he's continuously going to buy the players or being involved in buying the players at Rangers, Rangers are going to have a very bad transfer market again. Rangers need to widen their horizon. This buying players from the Championship in England continuously who have won nothing. Rangers need a dominant centre-half that's a leader, a winner, because we don't have that at the moment. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I heard the caller on earlier on, I think his name was Sean. Rangers don't need to spend £30 million, Paul, but what they do need to do is have a proper eye for a player. 
because yep. they'll keep players out there. You've got to have a proper eye. And to say about Douglas Park selling the club, they're not a few people waiting to buy the club, are they? Yep. So I, I think some people want to get a reality check. Rangers can't afford 30 million pounds because they're not under investigation. The effort as it is, we're overspending. Craig Moore. Yeah, no, Derek, like I said, mate, I, I, I do not disagree uh, in regards to, uh, look, recruitment needs to needs to be better. Um, look, for Ross, um, look, he's under the he's under the same pressure that, that a coach is, uh, that a player is at the football club when, you you know, your performance is, is not at a level or, you, you, you know, as a coach, you're not winning the trophies or in, re, in regards to recruitment, if the right players aren't coming through the club, then... You know he's he is a sporting director. I I just get the feeling now that um, and I don't know uh, your thoughts on this, Derek. But Michael Bill does seem to be in control in regards to what he he wants to to do in uh, you know w- with regard to recruitment. Obviously Ross is there to facilitate that and have the negotiations uh, discussions. Kind of in line with you, mate, in regards to uh, the, you know championship type players, these development type of players. The odd one, absolutely no problem with. At all, but that can't be the bulk buy to to, to try and improve uh, Rangers squad to, to go and try and challenge to to win trophies. So, I also yeah. agree, agree with you, mate, that there are players out there. There there are some very very good players out there. Um, it's just about getting busy and, and making sure that you're looking in the right places to try and find these players. And a lot of the time, I'm I'm, I'm looking beyond the actual talent, Derek. Uh, that that's, that for me has got to be a given to come play at a big football club. I'm looking at characters, you know. I'm looking at players that that, that lead by example on the football field that are not, um, you know, they're not bothered about whether they've got to give somebody a spray during the match or um, demand standards. You can see that in a player on uh, on on the field. So I think that's the angle. That's what Rangers need to be doing, and they come in in, in many different markets, not just in the UK. Derek. Uh, Rangers don't have a leader, uh, Craig. That's the problem. You look in Saturday, and I'm not criticising Tavernier Sunday, mm-hmm. but you look at games Tavernier, he's not Sunday would, it would inspire you. Yep. It's not somebody that a Barry Ferguson or Lorenzo Amoruso mm-hmm. or somebody like yourself, Craig, that would drive the team forward. Mm-hmm. Rangers don't have someone that can drive them from the scruff of the necks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I say, I don't know I'll disagree. Rangers need a goalkeeper. A dominant six foot five centre half, uh-huh. a ball one in the midfield that can put you put through the ball, yeah. and a striker, and two yeah. two wingers that can actually get the ball into the box. Not this tippy tappy football. That, uh, uh, and Sakala, I'm not mm. I'm not trying to point at him, but he's no end product. And I can't understand. I can't remember the last maybe Kyogo, the last Celtic major injury. Rangers have got six, seven, oh. eight players out long term injury. Yeah, yeah, and nice. something they're doing wrong in the training. I mean, uh, I said the other night in the phone, yeah. the injuries that Rangers have got long term is laughable. Celtic's nowhere near that. It isn't good. It's like the Royal Infirmary. It's busier. The Rangers treatment yeah. room this season has been, you know, Derek does make a. Yeah. I, I know you. Well, something should, should be something that should be looked yeah. at, and, that, and that's yeah. you know Ross but, Wilson's domain. He he heads up those departments. <laughs> they, yeah. they, he's the line manager. He's in control of yeah. who's in and who's no. And, and so, sometimes yeah, of it's course, bad luck. Of course, course it is, yeah. But there's but, so uh, many. Sometimes yeah, you've, you've got to look at it, Paul, and yeah. it gets anything else. Yeah. You know, whether you're winning you know, okay how can we improve mm-hmm. you've got to go and find ways um, of improving that, that that part and find you know whatever's going on Derek on, on the point of the goalkeeper yeah. like, I, I would be more than happy for Rangers to give Alan McGregor another year that said in an ideal world you'd want to go and find his replacement now and, and, and get him in because Alan is getting a bit older I get that but my point I made the other night 
you, you've identified what is it four key players you know, a six foot five centre half mm-hmm. a ball one in the middle of the park you know yeah. a, a, a right good number nine and a, and a top goalie yeah. and, and you're possibly you know speculating about you know going bring in a captain as well because you're not too sure about Tavernier's leadership qualities as a captain so I get all that I think they're all valid points but you don't get everything that you want so my point the other night was um I would go with Alan McGregor and whatever you'd maybe earmarks, you know, so let, let's say you've got 10 million quid in the kitty and you need to go and bring in four players. So you're averaging two and a half million quid a player. What I would do is say, let's keep Alan McGregor and I would put that money into getting a right good number nine. That's what I would do. You know, that that, that was my viewpoint um, on that. So I, I don't know if you agree with that because I think McGregor's fine. I think you can go and do really well with McGregor. Um, but at the moment, uh, Alfredo Morelos' time is up if Rangers are, want to be serious and I know they are uh, about becoming league champions next season they're not going to do it with Alfredo Morelos for a variety of reasons yeah. they're not going to do it with him as a number 9 so go and find somebody the, the problem, and the, put as much money as you can into getting somebody that's going to get you 25 goals the problem Michael Beale's got back is I would say 60% want him 40% don't want him is this the supporters? That's the problem he's going to have yes oh, right. I think the 40% of the fans are just waiting to come. They're just looking for why. What, what, what's Sunday the key? What, why? What's the key? What's I the key part of that, Derek? In your opinion, I, I think people see him, but he walked out and he won one trophy, a possible, a possible uh, nine, and with Stephen Gerrard. I just don't people. I think people wanted a more experienced manager. My first choice would have been Kevin Muscat, and I'm sure Craig knows him very well. Uh, that would have been my first choice. Uh, mm. People are back him, but they're always looking for that excuse. I always think that with Van Bronckhurst as well. They were just that excuse waiting. And people look at it. He's not won anything as a manager. We've got a captain who's won two out of possible, is it 15? There are just no winners in the team, and that's the problem. You look at Celtic, Callum McGregor, how many trophies has he won? Mm-hmm. The manager, how many trophies before he came to Celtic did he win? Yeah. They've got winners in the team. Rangers have bottlers. There are far too many players in the team that bottle it in a bigger occasion. And Golson and Tavernier. Ryan Jack or Fred Morelos Ryan Kent I, I, I would just I, I, I wouldn't, they wouldn't been my team they're not they're not winners mm-hmm. Rangers need a winner in the centre half a winning mentality captain so in terms of um, Derek in terms of centre half uh, you, you you talking to play alongside Goldson or would you you, you have somebody else playing beside Davies uh, Davies I don't, I don't rate goals. I think his positional change is dreadful. The two goals we lost on Sunday, Craig, was similar, exact game similar to the goal we lost in the FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. His positional sense is atrocious. Uh, and I think that uh, he would maybe be a squad player. He wouldn't be, I, I know he's, he's never injured and he's reliable, but yep. he's not physical enough for the Scottish game. Yep. He's no leadership quality. He couldn't take, if you made a mistake, he couldn't take somebody with a scuff of the neck. And, and the money that they wasted Craig last season and the Tondo and, and, and the left back the Turkish left back that's eight nine million pounds people say it about the board, Tondo. Yeah, of course. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's the money that they've spent yeah of course and we're saying somebody else said it last night but last season it's this season it's still here and it's going on and on Craig so it's not a sticking plaster that's needed it's a major surgery there's major surgery I mean it, it's Obviously, it's, it's common knowledge in, in regards to the amount of players. Yeah. Uh, I think it might be nine, ten players is, that, that are out, out of, yeah. out of contract coming yeah. into the season. Yeah. But but also, you know, Michael has kind of said that there, there, there might also be players that are actually under contract that may well move on mm-hmm. also. Um, and so, again, that's telling for me. And 
Um, like I says, I, I'm, I'm one of those ones where, as, uh, Derek, I'm absolutely gutted that, you know, I'm at the cup final and watching the game and obviously devastated the way that the, the, the performance and, and the result kind of goes. Um, but until Michael's really had that, that, that opportunity, uh, he'll have a good opportunity to assess what he, what he knows he can move forward with. Um, and what he needs to add to the squad uh, for next season. So that's when I think you you, you really sort of like can make, um, what do you call it, a call on, on on regards to what Michael Beale is doing at the at the the helm of the football club, how he's improved and um, taken the team to a new level. That they're the questions that you can ask. I think come start of next season. Um, when all the pressure's right back on again, yeah, sure. you know, I'm surprised to hear that maybe you're saying forty percent. Uh, Potentially of the That's fan base um, yep. are not really behind Michael Beal. I, I would have thought that would have been um, quite high in regards to the support behind him. I mean, disappointment, sure, after the uh, the cup final, but I think but, the improvement has has been quite significant since he's come in. Mark, you know, Sean, Sean yeah. said earlier That's right. a lot of Rangers call that a lot of Rangers fans. The not really like turned yeah. against him, yeah. but I've got doubts of him, and I would quickly turn against yeah. him because of that decision against Partick. Well, I think this will, yeah, which was a strange yeah. one because, as you say, that was Derek. If you great, get a great sportsmanship, that, yeah, about about the Partick decision. I, I don't think I don't think we should have done that with Partick since last season at the time. I think Matt was on that night. I wouldn't have given Partick this on the goal. But I don't think you can judge Michael Beal on that. No, it's sure. a results-driven business, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not that bored. Uh, you would love to get to the Champions League, of course, you would. But the Holy Grail is to stop Celtic doing with that be three in a row. Because let's be honest, Mark, the league's gone this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, uh, and I, I remember uh, I was on the phone and Celtic beat in the very first game of the season. Mm-hmm. And I told Paul, John Hartson, and Barry Ferguson that day the league was finished at five points. Rangers don't have the winning mentality to go 38 games to so control with Celtic. Mm-hmm. Derek, thanks for calling. He is saying what a lot, a lot of Rangers fans are saying about they need winners in the team. And of course, you know, was that two seasons, a year and a half since they won the title? And if you're bringing players in from the championship, it's, it's different there. They need to get serial winners. You no, know they need in the, the a type yeah. as well. And again, I played with many, many great players and all that. But you know, like Ian Ferguson, up in the middle yeah. of the part, yeah. so mm-hmm. someone that's going to go in there, kick, bite, and scratch, Real. and not yeah. only every Saturday, but every training session, mm-hmm. because this. Standards and get, then then they go through the roof. That's what Rangers need. I I don't see a player, um, other than Ryan Jack, who's had his injury issues, unfortunately, that that really goes in and kind of growls at opponents and gets under their skin and 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 they hate playing against this type of player. Rangers need that type of player. Here's Michael Bill speaking yesterday about transfers. I think we need to recruit three or four. Uh, that are going to make a massive impact to the team. We need to sort out the futures, obviously, of the ones that are there. And it may be that I feel that we need to, to, to change one or two that are in contract as well. So there's no exact number on it. I need to make a strong team. At the moment, we have a recipe to a certain level. But in that game, we fall, fell short at the weekend. And uh, after it, there's a lot of emotions. You take two or three days to assess it. It's your job to assess it. It's not your job to be a fan. And it's your job to sit back and assess the players and, and, and who's got the appetite and the quality to take us where we want to go. And I'll keep that in-house, but I'm very clear on that. I've been clear on it for a while, but I'm definitely clear on the direction we need to go. It's just we're not at the summer window. I think we're all a bit surprised by the... Not, not the passion, that's mm-hmm. not surprising, but the level of resistance to the regime uh, and also even to Michael Beale, who's only been in, what, 
three and a half months. We know the honeymoon period is over, but you know, with that, what, 14 games, 13 wins, one draw, and then after the 15 games, obviously the defeat coming to Celtic. But in this town, as we know, if you're second, they're not going to accept yeah. that. There's the rare season like last year yeah, where yeah. you get to a European final and think, uh, Craig? It's just there's certain things I think that you can do that start to give people confidence. Yeah. Right. And, and for one, that is probably doing your business very early in yes. a window. Mm-hmm. Right. So Rangers have been slow to, to, to do that. They need right? to speed up on that. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think that preparation and I understand sometimes, you know, the odd occasion, uh, negotiation gets drawn out. But I think to give people confidence, to give the supporters confidence, go and get your business done. You want to be, you want to be coming pre season when the sun's out shining and all that sort of stuff. And you want those new players walking through that front door. Start a pre-season. Get them in early. Absolutely. Prepare them well so that they understand what, what lies ahead. And I just think that, you know, that's probably an area where I'd love to be able to see Rangers improving in terms of the timings of those signings. A lot of the business has been done late. Yeah. Yep. And, and therefore there's pressure about Raskin and uh, Cantwell playing in a, in a cup final. Like, you know what I mean? If, yeah. if, if those deals are done early. Yep. Because across the city, someone that was on loan last year, Jota, came from Portugal. He was on loan. And then they did the deal and he's there. And he's saying today, uh, the treble chasers are making mistakes. But when they cut them out, they'll be even stronger. And that's the mentality that they have at Celtic. Because Ange won't put up with it. Anything less than that. What are you thinking then, Celtic fans? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Thanks, Derek, for that call. And also Rangers fans uh, and other clubs as well. We're going to look at this weekend next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! This time last week we were getting ready for the cup final which was won by Celtic 2-1. I'm only laughing. I'm <laughs> smiling because Craig Moore's going, oh. <laughs> A lot of Rangers fans calling in oh. tonight. This weekend, the big game on Sunday is back in the Cinch Premiership. Mm-hmm. St Mirren against Celtic. More on that shortly. Um, the business show, of course, will be here on Go Radio, 11 o'clock till 12 on Sunday with Workflow Solutions. And Hunter and Hockey's special guest this week is Professor Dame Heather J. McGregor, the Provost and Vice Principal of Heriot Ward University, Dubai. Uh, she was awarded a CBE in 2015 and uh, became a, a dame in the New Year's Honours list for services to education and business and heritage here in Scotland. So looking forward to hearing her. There's always brilliant guests. And in the boardroom, Sir Tom and Laura Hockey offer business insight and advice. We need to start taking it, <laughs> uh, taking your calls and answering your questions. So yeah, you can email them at gobusiness at thisisgo.co.uk. I do every week. They ignore me, Mark. <laughs> well, I heard yeah. the, the, the trailer. Um, yep. Or talking, yep. uh, so Tom saying big big announcement coming. Well, Is it yeah, this Sunday or next oh, Sunday? I don't yeah. know. Big, I big tune in anyway. Coming, yep. It's worth uh, hearing or catching up with. Hope none of us are getting our jaws. I hope that's yeah, yeah, that's steady. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still got half an hour to go to improve. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Some of the headlines today: Rio Hatati uh, got his award as Player of the Month for February in Scotland, and he said afterwards, "Every time I do my best for Celtic." But it's an honour to have this reward, Player of the Month. Too early to talk about Player of the Year. Of course it is. But you know, as we go into the end of March, April, who's it going to be? And also, yep. when does it stop? Well, like it's oh. not, It doesn't go right to the end of the season in terms of when the votes cut off. Yeah. Let's ask El Presidente. El Presidente, when is it? Is it 
April normally that they decide because for, the, for the voting for the yeah, player. Yeah. Uh, so the, the PFA Scotland, which is the players' vote, mm-hmm. um, they not now their dinners normally the first weekend in May. So their vote, I reckon their vote will probably be in towards the end of this month, late right. March, okay. early yep. April, the very latest. And then the football writers' dinner is on May the twenty eighth, which mm-hmm. is the last league weekend of the season. Okay. And so they tend to they'll run their vote to round about May. May 12th, May yeah. 13th. Okay, we, we didn't need actual dates and times in the hours. Ah, that's good. Mark, it's great. Yeah, man, he's all over it. Yeah, he's all exactly. over it. I just knew and, it was and early. who's winning it, Mark? You're very, you're very influential. Uh, yeah. so, I'm yeah. sure it was something, well, I'd imagine no. it would be somebody for Celtic. You'd, you'd imagine. Yep. yep. Between two now. Nah. I, would, I yeah. would think it's between Atati and, and Kyogre. Mm-hmm. Greg yep. Taylor, Cartland Vickers. Here you go. Here's a question, right? Because I think at one season I was in the running with Mark Viduka. Yeah. Oh, Mark. I picked up well you just call him Marco yeah. I call him Dukes um, <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. but I ended up picking up a knee injury maybe March um, by all accounts maybe just missed out the big man oh. one, one player of the year yeah. defenders never get it mate they never get um, it very rarely do they well, get it well, uh, that's I can think off the John top Greg, of my head Bella McNeil yeah Carlos Cuellar oh. Davey Weir yeah Gary Caldwell, just off the top of my head, some yeah. defenders in the past sort of yeah. 10, 12 years. The majority of the time it goes to, to, to the attacking players. Okay. So you're talking yeah. about Carter Vickers has been very, very good, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Greg Taylor, Greg he's Taylor. not he's not going to get player of the year though. Are you two finished at this point? <laughs> Too early to say and loads to play for. Um, Mark Guidi's here with me, Paul Cooney and Craig Moore who should have been player of the ah, year. Ah, no, just say. You're just saying. Saying. It's all time best cost me. Was that I was 1999 or 99-2000? What, one of those years did you vote for me or, or I faded the two yeah. you're down at this point honestly I faded you down enough on that uh, for Rangers Michael Beal has revealed that he's not offered uh, new contracts yet to anyone Aidan McGeady's out for the rest of the season and for Rangers I'm afraid uh, Kemar Roof and Tom Lawrence is out as well um, new manager in town in the Premiership he's not new though it's Jim Goodwin now who could have imagined just before the World Cup that he would be you know Aberdeen playing at Dundee United of course the manager Jim mm. Goodwin would be there but as we know now he's now the manager of Dundee United and his first game is up against the Dons <laughs> well I should know shouldn't I no look the, the Aberdeen boys uh, again I've had so many messages from the players who are up there from all of the backroom team as well you know lots of laughing and joking about you know this being the first game that we're back together again but you know I left on great terms with them all I've got the utmost respect for that squad of players as well and I know their strengths and hopefully I'll be able to pick holes in one or two of their weaknesses as well it's all about Dundee United now from here on in love my time at Aberdeen great respect for everybody involved with the club but there's a job to do here and my job is to go and try and beat them Regan arguably match of the day tomorrow isn't it? Yeah I mean it's going to be absolutely uh, box office for I mean for Jim Goodwin to get his first game against Aberdeen it's like Mm. it's absolutely brilliant Paul I mean I'm just looking forward to it Six o'clock yeah, um, to see the game because I think Jim Goodwin will get that managerial bounce that that Dundee United will require because they are like mission right at the bottom of the table. Yeah, rock bottom. Um, yeah, twenty points only four behind Kelly and Ross County. He had such a good record at St Mirren and he was doing well. I mean, the home record was brilliant. It was just the away was so poor. Yeah, Aberdeen. But that's history now. But he's bounced back and he also said that he had been. Um, Offered, I think, another job, and that was probably the motherwell job. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, let's let's hope he doesn't live to regret that because Stuart Kettlewell is doing really well. Can he keep them up? What do you think, Craig? 
Dundee United. In fact, no. Let's go to that game tomorrow. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, look, yep. it's a it's a very interesting match. Obviously, with, with Jim facing, he, it's funny hearing him yeah. t- talk about uh, maybe a few weaknesses that I know about <laughs> about his team that he's just left. Uh, Anthony Stewart's gone. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so no, but I think I, I think he's got his work cut out. I really do at Dundee United because uh, again, you know, we talk about bounce and managers coming in, and it's normally what you do see, but. When I'm looking at Dundee United and 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 their performances um, and where the confidence is 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 at at this moment in time, I tell you what, it's going to be a big big job for Jim Goodwin to to keep Dundee United up. In my opinion, I think they've got a very very big chance of going down. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, it's an uphill battle, and you know Regan says that the 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 new bounce or the managerial new bounce that tends to happen. Yeah, you know, at home, at home, um, Aberdeen tomorrow, the new firm Derby, etc., mm. etc. Et but when you look at the performance last week, Reagan, Oof. you know, Ross County could have won by seven or eight goals. I don't and, and, that, and that's not something. Yep. That, and, and bear in mind, you know, Jim's had probably one training, two training sessions to work with these guys. Um, yep. So it's going to take a lot. Now you're playing against an Aberdeen team that are still a bit fragile, I would say. But Barry Robson certainly made a. A difference look, it'll be an absolute stormer of a game. I think it is a game of the day or a game of the weekend. Yeah. Um but I agree with you, it'll be a hell of an achievement by Jim Goodwin to to, to keep that um to keep that team up. Uh, a hell of an achievement. Score line tomorrow, Mark. I mean you could nip up from Tynecastle. Yeah, it's very tempting actually. Yeah. yeah, it's very I won't, but it's very no. tempting. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, I'll uh, I'll go you want a prediction now? I'm yeah. going one one at Tanadice. Right. Oof. What do you I'm, reckon? I'm going for no bounce. I'm going for Aberdeen to 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 win, two nil, two one. Did Jim do some do something to no, affect you? No, not at all. I just, no, yeah. I just again, I, I'm just yeah. looking at uh, Enrigan and, and Mark. Yeah. Just that that, that against sure. Ross County, it was really really poor. There was no yeah. self belief. Mm. There was a lack of uh, confidence, and okay. I, I don't think Jim's had long enough mm. with them. And Mayovsky, of course, third top scorer in yeah. the land. Uh, what's your prediction, Regan? I'll go for a 2-1 Dundee United. Um, I just think Aberdeen have been terrible defensively as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I think it's about time that Stephen Fletcher and maybe uh, Dylan Levitt turned up as well. So yeah. I- I'm going to say 2-1. 2-1. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Fletcher, we know what he can do. And Dylan mm-hmm. Levitt was at Man U, wasn't he? And he scored that, a great goal yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Johnson. Yeah. He yeah. scored okay. a, a yeah. great Stormer. goal. Yeah. Regan, here's the update from your own team, from the manager. Everyone's good. No issues from the weekend and uh, everyone uh, fit and available. Uh, apart from um, Benji Segrist, but we expect him to join full training on Monday. But everyone else is uh, ready to go. Any questions for Mark and for the big man, Oz himself? In regards to, are you talking about for yeah, Regan? I'm asking Regan. Uh, I, I just wanted to <laughs> ask you guys, because I spoke to you guys a few, a few weeks ago about this, but obviously Celtic, right, they played in that uh, a different strip when they played against someone the last time. They played in the grey strip. Do you think that Ange will say to the people at Celtic that they don't want to play in that strip again? Because, uh, because, because what I was thinking was, do you think that would be um, psychological for the players? Because obviously, see for me watching it watching it on the TV, mm-hmm. it was very, it was very difficult to know which which team was who. 
Yeah. So, Sir Alex did that. I was going to say, back Sorry, in the day, yeah. that yeah. you're oh, right. So thumped yeah. All yeah. over it, yeah. He changed it at half time, did he um, not? The strips. Yeah. Hey? Was it at half time? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't but, be allowed to do that nowadays. Nah, because it has to all be lodged and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. What colours yeah. you're wearing. Would you change it, Craig Moore, then? If you were in charge of Celtic, would you say the strip Listen, for Sunday is. I think the real question is, uh, Regan's asking, is, is Anne's going to think about that and, and look to change yeah. those strips? Mm-hmm. Because, nah, he won't. Really? Yeah, no, nah, he won't. He I won't, think, my I opinion. Think, he I think he will. You yeah. think he will? But you, you know might, much better. I don't you know. You might know something that, that I don't know. No, I'm I, just thinking, he'll always look at the performance, okay, the players, exactly. accountability. It's got nothing to do with where, what strip they're wearing. You know they'll come out in the grey now that I've said that. <laughs> Mark, I mean, I'm with Reagan. Paul, for me, all that yeah. kind of stuff's absolute nonsense, piece of nonsense. Mm. I, I, and I don't know, but I, I've never heard, heard Ange mention once about anything, whether he wins or loses. Uh, superstition plays a part in it. They might be behind the scenes, I've no idea. But uh, for me, no, it's about performance, it's about picking the team. And by the way, if you're going to go and say you're played by, we've changed the strip this day because, you know, because I think the defeat at Love Street six months ago was down to the strip, you guys. Nah, nah, I'm not buying into that no. at all. I know, he's not going to say it, but quietly. I mean, did it I ever improve so. or affect your performance as the St. Marin goalkeeper or Albion Rovers? <laughs> what, what, what strip you were? <laughs> I was just oh, happy to get one at all. No, no, I didn't get shit. Oh. I was still sitting in my club tying the stand. Um, yeah. No, I, for me personally, I don't buy into that kind of stuff. Craig, did you have any superstitions then about the nope. strip? Was the one that you didn't like? No, wearing? I do remember like a, a bad strip in terms of just in terms of how it looked, but not in terms of who you know maybe we were up against um, uh, or thinking, oh, <laughs> yeah. no, we need to wear this jersey because we're going to be better. Mm. Um, but okay. remember the, the the Rangers one? I think it was a, a third choice, a European one. Lilac, kind of purple. Yeah, I do kind remember of color, it. Yeah, yeah, McEwen's across it, yes. Oh, I, I do remember saying it. that. Retro, maybe yeah. they, they love it today, but I thought at the time it was um, not one of the better yeah. ones. Mm. I do remember Good that plug one. there yeah. for you. One of your favourite beers. There are others <laughs> available. <laughs> 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 Sorry. That was, well, that was know, a, joking. Uh, Just as well, the brew dog <laughs> boss is not uh, on the business show. I drink all beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Regan. Is, is it okay if I ask Craig a question? I wanted to ask Craig if he spoke to Moy, because I think since Moy's been back from the World Cup, he's been very, very good. I've been very, very impressed by him. Yeah. Obviously, Craig uh, told me on the show before that uh, Moy was uh, tr- training with Rangers before he went to. Celtic, so yep. Craig. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking to, to, to I'm not talking to him at all because mm. he he signed for Celtic and he's playing ever so well and he's, he's lifting trophies. Uh, now, nah, look, I haven't I haven't spoken to him for for a bit, but again, like many other uh, Regan of 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 the Aussie, Aussie players, obviously there's a, there's an interest to 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 hopefully that they they go on and do well for themselves. It's just it's a tough one for me to be honest with you here in Glasgow because. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, played at Rangers for such a long time, and they're a club that I'd love to be seen winning trophies. But that at the moment is happening at Celtic, and Aaron's been a big part of that. As have a, a couple of other Australian players. Any oh, other sorry, players? Players, uh, sure. ex-player Harry Cool, who's there, yeah, who part of the coaching mm-hmm. staff. Who, he's who been I working with, with. Sorry, Leo Labada. Leo Labada yeah. does a lot of individual stuff with the mm-hmm. players, and I, I think you know players nowadays have a little look at Harry Cool back in his heyday and whew, when he broke, broke through at Leeds United what a, what a play he's still yeah. for me the best uh, Australian player that we've ever produced in my ever? opinion yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. No, he was he, he was special well that's a big yeah it is isn't it he was special and, and obviously another Australian that he's, he's going all, he's going alright at Celtic isn't he <laughs> 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 Who's your, have you had any other tips that you've maybe given to your old club Rangers or can you say are there, is anyone else playing just now that you recommended I, I, I did send a player 
to Steven Gerrard. Um, obviously, okay. when, when, he, sure. when he was here, um, a lad called Riley McGree, who mm-hmm. Celtic nearly oh, signed, right. Celtic nearly signed, ended up going to Middlesbrough. Right. Um, right. That was when Riley was was back at Adelaide United. Um, he went as a young lad to Club Bruges at okay. eighteen. You know, yeah. he, he was he was a good talent. A little bit too early. Comes back mm-hmm. to Australia. Uh, he was he he was a player that I did mention at the time, but I'm still waiting on a reply from Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> and with, with your old club, we spoke yesterday. In fact, two days ago, someone called in and said Rangers should sign Lauren Shanklin for next season. And then yeah. we had Lawrence in last night. Yeah. No, he's the Hearts captain. He scored what 21 goals in total. Yep. Um, he was great last night. But should they be fishing? in markets that are cheaper Scotland's one of them and look at the way Ange has done it would it be an impediment to Rangers would they not go into the Asian market because Ange is doing it already well again that would in my opinion be not the smartest approach I mean yeah. you, you just yeah. you, you go to look if there's certain markets um, that are delivering top quality players and there aren't they are not uh, as expensive as the the main markets you, you you go and have a look okay you might not go as many as what Celtic have got at this moment in time because come Asian sure. Cup well are we uh, yeah next January next January yeah, sure. then there, there might be an impact on the team but like I says you've got to you, you've got to stretch yourself a little bit uh, but at the same time I believe in Scotland Paul mm-hmm. you know as I, I thought that at the time Martin Boyle when he was yeah. uh, his team had been relegated in Saudi Arabia could could have easily come back at, uh, for Rangers yeah. at that particular time he ends up at Hibs uh, Lawrence and also Nisbet. Yeah. Lyndon Dykes. Sure. Lyndon Dykes yeah. early doors. Well, I mean, if Rangers, paid, if, if Rangers paid one and a half, two million, huh? uh, I'm pretty sure they would have made money on, sure. on, on Lyndon Dykes and it was a player that <sighs> did it come back to bite? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? More of that in the next section. Reagan, give us your scoreline. Rangers tomorrow against Killy. I'll go 4 0 Rangers. 4-0, uh, that's a bounce back. Takes it to six points. What's happening on Sunday? Scoreline. Celtic, 3-1 to Celtic. Regan, good questions tonight. As always, thank you so much. Back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom, now open on Whistleberry Road, Hamilton. Let's go! Crofty and Grado back on Monday morning and they're off to Vegas for his, oh. yes, yeah, stag. Uh, the big man is getting married and they're not too distant. That'll be uh, close yeah. to Manuel over there, won't it? Crofty Gre- and Gredo. Yeah, Gredo's getting married, getting married Gredo's, soon. Gredo's, Gredo's stag. stag in Las Vegas. Brilliant. Where was yours, Mark? In the... uh, my stag was in Boston. Oh, went bo- to Boston. Boston? Yeah, went to Boston. The one down in stag. England? No. <laughs> Massachusetts, wow. Yeah, went to yeah. the, the, the Cheers bar and all that. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Boston. Yeah. Greg, what about yourself? Glasgow. In Glasgow, no, it was in Glasgow. Yes. I didn't go. I think it must huh? come at a time when we're still playing. Victoria's yeah, really still playing. Probably, probably, probably ended up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question. I can't remember. <laughs> Craig Moore oh, with Mark Guidi no. occasionally allowing others in on the show tonight. Those two, <laughs> yeah. Um, Craig, a question from Christopher. Uh, Did you have uh, superstition around the boots? Did, could you, would a pair of boots? He's asking. Last you a whole season. Is yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I I broke my foot when I was quite young, right? So I, right. I had to go for a certain type of boot. Yeah. So one of those players that changes their boots every single weekend, for me, it wasn't possible. Um, you know, once I found a pair of boots that were comfortable um, and were, were not too flashy, you know, not, yep. not, not any mm-hmm. crazy colours. No. Um, so one pair normally a season would, would last me. So did you did you train them every day as well or just a match day pair? 
just a match day. Just kept kept for match days. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Um, I would slip about in training in terms of not wearing the studs at training. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't I would always wear a stud on a, a weekend. Yeah. Barry talks about when he was cleaning the boots for other players. Yes. Who cleaned your boots that came through that we would know? I'm trying to think who I might have come th- through I'm just after you. Yeah. I don't just know with, it, with the Dobbs, <laughs> Stephen, Stephen Dobby. Oh, right, okay. uh, ones. Yeah, Say, saying that I think I've seen it recently that um, he came out and says that Tony Vidmar was one of the best tippers. So he, he must have done one because I would have tipped him better than Vidi. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Vidi's tips, Tony yeah. Vidmar. <laughs> So 12 years at Rangers, former captain of the football club. So I can imagine, you know, you didn't clean that many boots. Mark Guidi, former uh, reserve keeper at St. Mirren. Mirren Albert, yeah. Whose boots did you clean? I'll tell you, yeah. genuinely, I'll yeah. tell you. I used to clean, I, I had six players on my on my rota. Right. And one of them was Paul Lambert. Used oh, to clean Paul Lambert. So uh, Champions uh, League Paul winner. used to wear Patrick boots. Yeah, Patrick. yeah, that's right. They Paul they used to wear Patrick boots. The business back and in the day. One of my other ones used to to to, to clean was uh, Victor Munoz, the Spanish oh, member, of Spanish saying. midfielder. He Victor. was a big earner, he wasn't he? Obviously, yeah. I did his copas uh, mm. for uh, for uh, for Victor. Right? So yeah. yeah, that was two off the top of my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lambo and yep. um, and Victor. Paul Lambert, what a player! You didn't clean the Pantofolo Doro boots. Remember those ones? <laughs> no, the, they were just the after wore. Yeah, yeah, they had a good uh, yeah. spare. I'm so, big sorry wore them for a wee while yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. Sports Division. Tom selling Pantofolo them. Pantofolo Doro. How did you pronounce it? Pantofolo Doro. Pantofolo Doro. Pantofolo Doro. Yeah, and then they yeah. fell apart allegedly. <laughs> no, no, they did well. Remember the golden boots? And do you know uh, we raffled them, oh, and they were the yes. most expensive boots in the world. Yeah. Yep. So Tom Hunter paid. John John McGuinness came on and paid twenty eight thousand for them, and so Tom topped it. Uh, so it was fifty eight thousand for a pair of boots, most expensive ever. And then they sold them in the record then for another charity later. Amazing, yeah. right? Who's get the boots on now for the last ten minutes or so of the show? <laughs> and the script is here. Uh, where where will we start at the weekend? Um, well, we did Dundee United against Aberdeen. What about Hearts St Johnson? That's a good game there at Tynecastle. So Saints not giving up yet and getting top six. And for Hearts now. Disappointment the other week, Mark, for the Hertz against yeah. Motherwell. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then they've had the, the, the free um, week. Yeah, so Robbie Nielsen obviously wanted to get them back on track at Tynecastle, always different uh, ground mm. to go to. Played seven sides with Robbie uh, last oh, night. Right. was in his team. We won the losing team. And St. Johnson, oh, I, I like the look of St. Johnson um, at the moment. The last two games that they've, they've met been 3 2 both times, very, very close to Hearts victories. I'm going to go for a score draw there, 1 1 at Tynecastle. Score yeah. draw. Packed Oof. out. It'll be a good crowd tomorrow. Um, Craig, what are you thinking? I'm, I'm thinking that Hearts might just have too much um, at home. Uh, yeah, I, I understand they've had some disappointments in terms of the game against Motherwell. Yeah. I actually fancied Motherwell get a result there. St. Johnson probably spent a lot in regards to sending off, weren't they, last, last weekend? Year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's maybe cost them uh, a, a bit of extra energy. Um, so I think they'll probably come up short. Hearts 2 0. 2-0 for Hearts and Lauren Shankland in your chair yesterday yeah. what a player so 21 goals yeah no he's uh, you know he's he's come back I mean obviously he scored um, a, a lot of goals was it when he was in the championship that's where yeah. he really sort of like made through and then he had his move to, to Belgium didn't yeah. he where it mm. didn't, didn't quite work out but yeah, it's a tough league Belgium mm. league tough league but he's come back here and he's shown that he is a goal scorer he, he has a yeah. physicality he, he puts himself in the right areas he doesn't need loads of chances but he normally he normally manages to notch in 20 plus um, outside of range and Celtic is a top 
top return. Can we um, nail him on for the Scotland squad later this month against Cyprus? I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. If you two say it, that's it. It's going to happen. So <laughs> you're going for for Hearts. Mark thinks a share of the points. What about Livy against Hibs? We started the show. One of the headlines was about Aidan McGeady. And interesting, yeah. wasn't it, that when he came back from injury, then he sparked, Hibs started, yeah. yeah. And yeah, the, some of the ball he mm. provided. What do you think, Mark? What do you I, reckon? I, listen, they're all tough ones to call yeah. this season, Paul. Livy in their own pitch. I just, yeah. mm, do, do you know what? Uh, I think Livy might just be in that wee blip that a lot of clubs out with Celtic Rangers hit for a spell. They hit five, six, sure. seven games. Yep. I think Livy might be coming into that. I'm going to go for Hibs to win 1 0. Right, which would put Hibs, as we know, then onto 40 points uh, and Livy on 35 at the moment. What do you reckon, Craig? Livingston very tough at their own place, as Mark touched on there. You know, the, the, the pitch, the. the a lot of teams go there and really, really struggle. But Hibs are doing quite well. Um, I see a score draw here. I'm going to go 1-1 Livingston-Hibs. Rangers against Kilmarnock. Craig, former captain of the club. What do you think? Nikhili just can't buy a win away from home yeah. in the league. No wins. Two points, I think. Like ridiculously yeah. poor. Yeah. Um, and, and look, Rangers, they, they just have to go and win, win this game. I, I mean... Uh, the supporters will play an interesting role in in this match. Yeah. You know, how, how will they be tomorrow then? Do you think? I, I think. You know, at the, I think. At yeah. the, I think the beginning they'll be right right behind the team and, and we'll go and give them every ounce of support that that, that they need to start well. So you need an if, early goal. If that start, 15, 20 minutes. Um, if if there's no goals and Rangers are grinding away, then um, I fear the worst in terms of the mm. kind of support that they'll get, which is not what they need because. Yeah. They, they they need to just get over the line, but you know I think Reagan said four 0 I, I see kind of a two 0 uh, win, but a grind. Mm-hmm. But a Rangers win. But yeah, a Rangers tomorrow, win. Mark. Yeah, Rangers to win two 0 Two 0 You reckon? Um, huge crowd tomorrow. It's a it's, yeah. The league. It's interesting. We've talked quite a lot about Rangers, and it has been a lot. The dialogue this week has been about Rangers mm. because they were hoping to get a cup. They still will be, and as you get closer to well, they've got Wraith Rovers now next weekend. You, yeah, you would imagine that they will be favourites there. No doubt, we'll talk about that a lot next week, Monday night when Barry is back. So Ross County against Motherwell. Craig, it's been a great start for Stuart Kettlewell's at two has, wins and a, has. and a draw and a late, late goal against Killy. Killy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, Stuart's done a Stuart Kettlewell's done a very good job since um, you know coming in in terms yep. of that position. Couple of wins, a draw, uh, and that late goal as you mentioned against Kilmarnock was a great point from Ross County. Though I think um, are going to be in a position where it, again it probably means a little bit more to them. Um, yep. And, and being at home and on the back of a really good win against Dundee United, I, I fancy Ross County. So Ross County would go on to 27 points, the same as Motherwell. Mark, what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. looking at Ross County last week at home, uh, they know a win will take them level with with um, with um, with Motherwell. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for Ross County to win 2-1. The Brophy effect, maybe? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Done well. Okay. And Dundee United-Aberdeen, you both said. So just to recap... What do you think? I've Craig? got. I'm going for Aberdeen. You're going for the Dons, yeah. yeah. yeah I think. Yeah. Two 0 Yep. And Aberdeen. I mean, isn't it strange? The manager who uh, was emptied what only five weeks ago, his team are in 35 points, so they would go on 38. I mean, potentially they could be by then fourth top of the table. Mark, what do you reckon? I'm going to go for a one-one draw at Tannadice. Ah, the draw, which is not much used to Dundee United. Clearly, they start winning games, they do, don't they? They? but, but yeah, I, I think I suppose to. for Dundee United, what they'll be thinking is. 
Kilmarnock will lose yeah. at Ibrox so anything yeah. they get tomorrow is yes. a wee nudge towards Kilmarnock of course they, make no mistake Dundee United Jim Goodwin I'm sure will take a playoff now if you yeah. offered him 11th place mm. Jim Goodwin will take a playoff now yeah he spoke about this opportunity too good he said to 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 mess up I had another opportunity two or three weeks ago to enter into discussions with another club and I, I opted not to do that one but for this particular situation with this football club and with this group of players I believe that we can turn it around um, Yep, so and that club was Motherwell I believe Right, St Mirren Celtic on Sunday 12 o'clock so it'll be six points by then most yep. people would reckon mm-hmm. Yeah, look again I know Celtic um, are probably the only blip they've had what since last September was it? Is that right? Yeah, it, domestically it, was it, yeah. Was, Look, Samirin you know exactly how they're going to play but they're not going to have enough to, to stop Celtic Celtic 2-0 Scorers Kyogo we should, we should mention him shouldn't we? What a striker. Okay, okay, just yeah. say again, like, you know, he, he's in the right spots. He keeps mm. himself between the sticks. Like, and, and when that ball comes in, he's there just to, to, to finish, you know. He's he's lively. He's on shoulders. He just is a complete striker. Mm. He is a complete striker. Probably not going to come and link up as much, but you don't you don't want that. He just comes comes to life in the middle of the box and he keeps defenders honest. Um, what would you have done against him? On Sunday in the cup final? Probably would have been a little bit tighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seriously, how do you feel? You were there. What do you see? People you, out of possession. No, you just know, you, you know, you know in regards to a, a striker's movement, where he wants to be. And um, I think what you've seen with, with the back four of Rangers is probably just not shifting and, and working together as a four, um, working as one. And all it takes is is one player to be, to be off a little bit and all of a sudden there's an extra gap and... That happened on a couple of occasions which led to the two mm. goals. And you were up so many times against Sutton, Hartson and of course, Larson. Yeah, but I also had bad days as well. I'm right, a, okay. a, 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 yeah, as much as I had a good run, I made a lot of mistakes as well. Very honest of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It, 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 yeah. it does happen. As, yeah, as much. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one time, Paul, and, and you say that, Henrik Larson, we know how, yeah. how, how great a player he was. Yeah. I'm defending... Goals there. I'm sorry, Bind people aren't seeing that. Yeah, yeah you're behind me. Um, and and he's looking as if he's going to take a, a, a touch okay. with his right foot to, right. to to spin and shoot with his okay. right foot. He doesn't take a great touch, and okay. it kind of pops up, um, and he just swivels and and right. with his left foot volleys a, a great finish. But mm. defensively, I'm like, well, it's not a great deal I could do about that because his touch wasn't even meant to to go there. It was the way that the top players are able to to improvise. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Yeah. sometimes you just you sometimes you've got to, got to applaud yeah. a, a goal and an action. Um, it's not always a mistake. Kyoga continuously puts himself in the right position to score goals. And your scoreline again? What do you reckon for Celtic? Oh, I'm going to go two 0 because Samirin look, Samirin yeah, are quite course. good at home. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're well organised. Yeah. Uh, Stevie Robinson's got them playing playing decent stuff. They'll sit yeah. deep and not 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 like park the bus deep. Um, I think it'll be a, a tight enough game, but Celtic will still be too strong. 2-0. Mark? Yeah, Craig's right. You know, 14 home games have only lost twice um, at home, St Mirren, so they have got a good home record. However, 3-1 to Celtic. 3-1. And yeah. good on St Mirren and the directors Absolutely. having Absolutely. a proper football pitch. Yep. 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 Good on them. A wee bit more? <laughs> no, good on them. Yeah, they built a good yeah, squad. They built a good squad. And like they? I say, you yeah. think back to the very early season. It might have been yeah. the first game. Yeah. Motherwell beat St Mirren, mm-hmm. uh, and there was a few St Mirren fans. Mm, Stephen Robinson, bum 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 bum. Sure. But you know, he's he's come through it. The recruiter, I think, inherited a lot of good players from yeah. Jim Goodwin as well. 
but you know, he's a real steady manager, Stephen Robinson. Right, final words. Let's hear Michael Beale. In the two games against Celtic, we've not been ourselves for large parts of the games, and that's something that's uh, I come back into the club to obviously improve on. So the work continues. Work continues. He's spoken a lot about it, and Mark did say earlier on. Um, Rangers still have two games in the league against Celtic and have to believe they'll do something against them. Uh, for Ange Postacoglu, well, he's praised player of the month, the Japanese star Ryo Hatati. Yeah, it's fair to say, since he came in last year in, in January, you know, he made an impact straight away, but um, there was no doubt that that first six months was going to be tough for him coming off a, a J-League season. But you know, this year after... Um, a good pre-season for him. He's, he's been really strong all year and he's obviously found another level, I think, since probably the World Cup break and um, you know, my belief there's another couple of levels in him at least and uh, you know, knowing Rayo, um, you know, his mindset, he'll, he'll definitely get there. Listen, enjoy the games at the weekend. At the top of the Championship, who's going to win there? Queen's Park against Morton, what do you think? I just think Queen's Park continue to go about their business. Queen's Park win for me. Mark? Yeah, I think so, but Doogie, Doogie Emery's doing a wonderful yeah, job at Capital. But Queen's part of one. The Spiders. Mark, the back spiders. on Monday? Yes, looking forward to it, Paul. Craig, you'll be back next. Are you in the country? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly here, Paul. Great stuff, guys. Thanks so much. Zoe Kelly, Cheers, she's just coming <laughs> into the studio. Thanks very much for everyone who was on tonight. Zoe Kelly is next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms at now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.